0: hail and good morning good day good evening good afternoon uh just good day to you um thank you for listening to this week's podcast Uh, my name is jesse and i do weekly uh podcast episode here on midgard musings that are kind of an extension to what i do weekly on uh, the midgard musings facebook page and the youtube channel those two uh mainly the uh Big main push for the YouTube channel. But those are the two main sources of uh, social media that I utilize to talk about things pertaining to Norse heathenry and and my kind of view and approach um, to practicing Norse heathenry, Germanic paganism, that sort of thing. So uh, again, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If this is Something that kind of fits what you're looking for um, in terms of learning about Norse heathenry, I encourage you to please um, support this podcast in any way that you can. Of course, um, if you go to anchor.fm, depending on the platform that you're listening to this on, because I know this gets kind of shared and distributed on multiple different platforms, but there is ways to monetarily support this podcast for just as little as a dollar a month Um, If all you want to do is drop a dollar uh, here or there, Um, if you head over to anchor.fm where I uh, mainly broadcast this podcast from, then you can uh, find ways of uh, monetarily donating, which is greatly appreciated. But the big thing is to – whatever platform you're on, usually all the podcast platforms that I've seen like Spotify or I think maybe Apple Podcasts too and Google Podcasts. They, uh, they have the option to share your the episodes uh, to your social media or at least copy a link and share them around, um, favorite them, um, give them a thumbs up, uh, applaud them, something like that. Basically a way of just in a free way supporting the podcast. So definitely encourage you guys all to do that. And in addition, uh, please head over to the Midgard Musings Facebook page, facebook.com slash Midgard Musings. Give that page a like. Um, feel free to follow it if you want to kind of be notified when things happen over there. When I post new content, which is daily, um, I do go live on the Facebook page every Sunday evening uh, at 7 p.m. Central Time, and then um, over on YouTube, youtubecom slash uh I do weekly videos. They go up on Sunday nights and you can um, if you like that give that channel a subscription and there's a bell notification on the youtube channel that will when you click the bell uh, you get notifications sent to you about when new content is distributed and when i go live Uh, currently at this time i do go live on the youtube channel three days a week for about 15 minutes each and that's on monday mornings tuesday mornings and friday mornings Um, so definitely if you want to kind of catch me live um you've got multiple ways at multiple times uh throughout the week that you can do so so now that we've got all that stuff out of the way appreciate you listening to me go on about that for a while we're going to talk today um at least this is going to be a, a part one of two videos at least minimally um talking about a ritual within heathenry that is very powerful um and it is something that you will uh, hear about in a lot of uh, heathen tribes or Anglo Saxon um, collective states, whatever. The, uh, and that is what was called this Sumble. All right, so the reason why we're going to be kind of breaking this down into more than one episode is because at this time I'm gathering some information about how Sumble was done historically. Um, because there's a lot of misinformation that you may find about it. Um, And what we're going to try to do is is hopefully go over some things that bring to light the um, myths and facts about how Sumble was done. All right, so uh, before we get into the details about Sumble, I'm going to go ahead and just take a short break to um share some information about local heathen businesses that i would like for y'all to check out and um when we come back we're going to get into somewhat of the history uh behind symbol and go into some of the myths and facts and structure of things all right so um stick around uh if you are going to be sticking around make sure you get yourself comfortable if you're driving to work or just sitting around uh you know just sit back and, and enjoy the podcast um and hopefully we'll all learn something together so be back with you here shortly thank you guys for listening hey everybody welcome back uh thanks for listening um uh, to that commercial break. And, uh, we're going to have a couple more of those at least, uh, throughout this podcast. But like I said, um, today we're going to be kind of starting the uh, segment or starting a, uh, at least part one of two, possibly three, um, episodes about Sumble. and the reason why it's like this, because as I said earlier, um, I'm kind of getting into some of the research aspect of how symbol was done historically. And, um, One of my sources that I'm consulting is uh, somebody that I need to speak to um, more so about the subject. So what I'm going to do is just kind of offer you the things that I have available today. Um, Anything that you hear today, there may be some things that I come back to in the next episode to correct or to elaborate on or to delve deeper in based off of the information that i get from the source which i'm cons- will be consulting uh sometime before next week's episode okay uh so bear all that in mind as you listen today that um there's probably there, depending on how much you know already about what sumble is um the historical facts that uh there is very well going to be um things that i may redact on or kind of, uh Sorry for the crackling there. Um so things that I may redact on or correct in a future episode. So bear all that in mind. But um essentially, um, for those that don't know that listen to this podcast, what I'm talking about, um with regards to Sumble. Um Sumble is a essentially it's a it's a formal uh drinking ritual. Um And that's not to say that, you know, during Sumble everybody's just like doing shots (laughs) or or, or drinking in excess. Um, It's a drinking ritual that's composed of, you know, um, toasting with um, – which involves a lot of oath-taking, boasts, um, uh, that kind of stuff, okay? Um, So let's go ahead and kind of cover – the history behind it um, some of the sources that speak about what or how Sambal was done um, includes um, the Anglo-Saxon uh, saga called Beowulf um, you've got some uh, Old Norse uh, sagas the uh, Heimskringa Olaf saga Trigvasanar chapter 35 There's there's a lot of material out there that um, kind of covers it but essentially um, symbol, uh is an old Saxon word um, and we hear a very great deal about the structure of it in the saga Beowulf alright the, the word in old, uh, old Saxon or old English is um, it, it basically means banquet. Um, now, the idea behind it is, or, or what, what, the reason why it exists, or what it's doing, is that you're 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 putting yourself, or or, or putting oneself, uh, kind of into the flow of Urd, um, the uh, the one of the Norns um, that. It, is to do with the uh the deeds that have that have come uh thus far if i'm recalling the names of the uh uh is the past is is what has happened already um and leading into the the now the verdandi um and so what happens is you're linking deeds of the past from urd to that of the present of verdandi and which then, of course, what happens now affects the things that come, the the, the schooled, uh, that which should or, or, or could um, come about. Um, the what, what is said during symbol, uh involves or, or kind of you know surrounds things that um, are of uh, deeds past, and of deeds present, and of things that you want to do. Um, Things that you claim that you are going to do, that uh, whatever given task that may be. Um, so, like for instance, in, in Beowulf, uh, in that poem, you know, uh, he, he Beowulf himself, you know, states who his father was and boasted about his father's past deeds. Um, and he says all this prior to his vow or oath to slay the monster grendel um and again the 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 purpose of boasting is to again place oneself in the flow of order and control uh the results of how things happen later on that of the future events okay um because again, the things that happen, the results of events that take place later on are based upon what things happen now and what happened before. Everything is, it's, it's just a flow um, of, of things. Okay. So, um, given, given that uh, aspect, again, um, before we go into the, the full, you know, kind of hardcore facts about it, I do want to cover. Uh, some things uh, that are considered m- symbol myths or uh, things that you may find online uh, when you just search the word symbol uh, as what should be done or how it should be done. Now, uh, kind of a UPG thing here, you know, guys, I'm not, even though what we're talking about right here is that I'm, I'm trying to, you know, find based off of historical. Uh, context and historical sources I myself am not a historical heathen at at, uh, at at large okay I do try to use and learn as much as I can about the historical elements of things to add it to my own practices but you know if anything I may be more a uh, middle of the road when it comes to the historical stuff um, I'm not bound by it all I don't um, do everything I do based off of the historical elements um there is a lot of upg stuff that i add to my own heathen practices it just makes it work for me um and i'm uh, learning as i go all right so that being said if you already practice um uh, and, and and have some involved in, involved in your practices and you guys do it a certain way and it works um then that's fine keep on keeping on you know do what you do it's not my hall, not my call big nod to uh eric shervin over at the ravens call we're going to hear a little bit about his channel here in just a minute but uh yeah i don't sit here to claim that if you don't do it this way you're not doing it right even though there may be some out heathens out there um depending on their approach to heathenry that may very well do that um do it the way it works and that it it has been proven to work in your collective your tribe your kindred your thade whatever it is that your collective is is called right um, so just bear that in mind as we go forward. Before we go into the myths uh, or some of the b- maybe fallacies or misinformation that you may find about online based off of the historical uh, structure of, of how it was done, uh, we are going to listen again real quick to some uh, more heathen businesses. I want to get those um, that information out for everybody to, to check these Uh, find folks out um and i will be back here to go into that stuff so stick around stay comfortable uh refill your coffee mug refill your horn whatever it is that you got going on there all right so i'll be back here in just a little bit thank you guys for listening so thus far Hey guys, real quick, I just wanted to uh, call some attention to a great YouTube channel that I think you all should check out. Uh, He's a friend of mine, a fellow heathen. He's the godhi of the Hridgar folk out there in East Texas, United States. And his name is Eric Wordweaver Shervin. uh, And his YouTube channel is called The Raven's Call. Um, If you go to YouTube and just search The Raven's Call and the YouTube search, you'll find his channel. He does weekly videos usually uploads i believe on wednesday really early wednesday morning uh central time i think his videos typically go up like 4 a.m central time so they're up really early in the day in the middle of the week great content um really neat approach to to heathenry he's got a a great um, i think a great view um for not just you know heathens coming into this path new um, but also folks that have kind of been treading this path for a while and maybe Uh, learning things as they go and and Eric's a great source to learn things from I know I've learned a lot so I definitely encourage everybody that's listening here on the podcast to take a moment and go check out Eric's channel again that's the Ravens call Uh, he also does some neat uh, media reviews on that channel um uploaded on a different schedule I think he calls that the uh, raving Ravens reviews uh it's pretty fun stuff he does like uh reviews on video games movies uh comics uh, basically i think video uh, uh any kind of media really um so that he just started that but anyways really great channel really awesome guy um i've had uh the pleasure of collaborating with him a bit so please go ahead and check out eric's channel appreciate your guys support let's get back to the podcast Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. I just wanted to draw your attention to a really cool website that uh, I've come across and uh, follow on Facebook and really cool stuff for your altar needs. Anything that you need to decorate your altar with, specifically uh, wood carvings of uh, gods and goddesses. Um, And I'm talking about Odin's Beard Woodworking, okay? If you go to www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, check out all the really cool altar pieces that they have. Not only do they have larger altar pieces that you can keep on your altar at home, but uh, they also offer really convenient, cool pocket altars—things that you can take with you as and when you travel. All right, uh, you can find them on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, uh, and go to wood, odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Uh, Really great stuff. They're doing wonderful things, um, serving the uh, heathen community, providing really awesome work. I myself have a Thor uh, altar piece. It's a Thor pocket altar, um, and he sits on my altar at all times. But he also goes with me when and as I travel uh, great distances. So definitely check them out um, on Facebook, Odin's Beard Woodworking, and go to their website, www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com, and get you something to help Accentuate your altar today. Thanks, guys. All right. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for listening to that brief commercial break. Let's now get into some of the myths um, or uh, misinformation that we may get about Sumble and. you know, based off of the um, historical text that is drawn from – of how it was done from a historical aspect, okay? So the first one is that uh, there should be one drinking horn or cup or whatever that everyone uses for sumble. Um So believe it or not, in all the sources that we hear about Sumble being done, whether it be the Beowulf um, – the uh the, Hyliend, the Lokasana, the Old Norse uh, poem, the, the fleeting, Loki fleeting poem, Lokasana, or Henskringla, uh, there's no central horn being shown uh, in, in those examples uh, as having been passed. Multiple cups or steins or horns, whatever, they, those are what's mentioned. Everyone can have their own horn or cup, and it appears... The in the sources that um, everybody did have their own, so if you find anything that says that there is just one central cup or horn that's passed around, um, again that's uh, that's not historically accurate, okay The second one uh, is that symbol should be done in a circular format. You know, everybody sits around in a circle and the horn is passed around in a circular fashion. Um, now, it definitely starts somewhere. Like, it, it'll start with the host, um, uh, the Lord of the Hall, whatever. Uh, typically, we'll be getting into that here when it comes to the facts of things. Um, but in Heimskringla and Beowulf, they they clearly show no circular order to boasts, hosts, and oaths um, or vows and such whatever you want to call them Um, they're kind of done at random um, and it doesn't indicate any sort of circular order um, of one horn Um, now that's kind of what we're talking about when there's no circular format obviously again the host starts each round uh, assemble um and then the quote central drinking horn is passed in a circle until it reaches a host or until it reaches a host who will then start the next round so um the entire group is kind of like uh you know sharing of the of the cup this is this is not um this is not what we find in historical facts. This practice doesn't have anything um, of, you know, starting with somebody, getting passed around in a circle, start being back to, to the host again, where who starts the second round or in the next round, whatever. Um, there's there's nothing in the historical text that, that back up that that's how it was done. It was a more or less of a randomized um, selection in control, like the host of the – it was controlling it. Um, But it was not a circular thing, okay? Thirdly, that you have to use a drinking horn. Okay. Um, Steins, bowls, cups, um, vessels. uh, These are things that are used in some of the old Saxon texts because the availability or use of drinking horns may not have been available um and there's not really mention of them anywhere uh to my knowledge I don't really read a whole lot of the old Saxon stuff um but to what I understand is that there's not necessarily any texts that mention them right so um they are found I believe in um some of the uh, funeral mounds of nobles or higher ranking individuals, whether they be Jarls or, or not Jarls, but like Draytons uh, or kings or, or stuff like that, be, be, people of higher status. Um, the common folk didn't probably have the money or the means to make or procure drinking horns. This was something that was seems to be reserved for the upper class, the nobility, things of that nature. But... um. You know, the like in Beowulf, for instance, uh, you'd have beer or ale cups, mugs, maybe steins of sorts. Um, and the fact that it's uh, part of the next one of the one of the next uh, fallacies or miss uh, bits of misinformation is that uh, you know you have to use mead. Of course, again in Beowulf, there being ale or beer cups would imply that um, mead is not the only form of alcohol used um and that you can definitely if it's not available or you don't have it you can use any other such alcoholic beverages okay so again that leads into uh the last myth that i'm going to talk about which is that meat is it has to be used in sumble um we don't hear about mead halls in saxon heathenry um, which, again, I'm not a, a Saxon heathen, but when we're talking about sources, um, we hear about wine halls in Beowulf or um, um, in, in one of the – actually, no, I'm sorry. Not in Beowulf, but there are wine halls in the uh, Old Saxon heathen, and in Beowulf there are mead halls and beer halls. So it's – I mean it's it, it can be it, – it, it's not like set in stone that you have to use – mead okay um, ale cider uh, wine um, any of those things are fine as well okay um, so you don't necessarily have to feel that you're pigeonholed uh, into the use of mead only because it's uh, it's you know historically alcoholic beverages there's look they've been brewing alcohol in different forms and fashions, fashions whether it's through distillery or through um, fermentation or whatever. Um, it's It's been done for a long, long time. And mead's not the only thing. So you don't have to feel restricted to using only mead um, into that. So um, let's go go ahead and uh, talk a bit about the facts of Sumbl. Um One of the things that is definitely included in Sumble. um are things that in old English are called yelps and bayotes now the yelp is kind of a boast of things that have happened already past deeds past accomplishments um and Beowulf's is a boast uh, of you are going to do something yet, like it hasn't happened yet, but you are boasting that this is what you are going to do. Kind of like how I mentioned before, how when you know Beowulf boasted about the deeds of him, uh, of his father, um, and then boasts to slay Grendel. You know, so the yelp was him speaking and and boasting about his father's deeds and accomplishments and things that had happened and then his bail was the, uh, him going to kill the monster. So, um, you know, and, and a, a, a Yelp can, from what I understand can be a lot of different things. You know, it can be the fact that, you know, I, uh, I, I boasted to, uh, lose a certain number of pounds, uh, to lose weight um, or that I, uh, you know, received a promotion at work and my boss thinks I'm the greatest, uh, person, um, uh, in my division or within the company or whatever, you know, those are things that you can boast about that had, have, have, have happened if you've accomplished those things. Like, so, you know, if you said that you were going to lose a certain number of pounds and you lost that number or greater you know, then the minimum amount, then you can boast and, and you can give a yelp that says, "I did it." Um, now the bail would have been when you said it, "I'm going to lose 30 pounds in a year," uh, or whatever. Uh, your that would be your bail at that point. And then when you've accomplished it, and when you've done that thing, you can then give a yelp uh, to boast about how it's been done. Um, another thing that I've heard and again some of this stuff that you're, we're going to be talking about now as far as the facts go I may be coming back on to, and um, confirming or reaffirming or possibly redacting what I'm saying right now because this is some of the information that I'm gathering thus far there will be follow-up that comes from this and so if I'm wrong in any way uh, I'll be coming back in the next episode to kind of correct myself but one of the other facts of things is that when Sumble begins, um, it begins with uh, 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 the leader uh, either praying or toasting <clears throat> to the gods, goddesses, and ancestors. Um, and the leader uh, of the uh, of Sambl, or the host of Sammbal, which I believe will be called the uh, Sumbo Gifa. Is going to sort of start things off with that, okay? Um, and again, the, the, with the the purpose uh, of the symbol ritual is those individuals involved speaking words that are in, in an attempt to weave uh, or add into the well of weird, okay? Um so the steins or cups um or horns, whatever receptacle bowls whatever things that you're using uh, in the symbol ritual are symbols of the well and um <clears throat> from from what I've heard they that, that is what they are called it is it is a sort of a metaphysical representation of the well and that is what they are often called um. The the other one of the other facts is the lady of the hall, if they're uh, that's a husband, wife, whatever, uh, sort of thing. The lady of the hall presiding over the hall, uh, would uh be kind of tasked with the pouring of the of the ale or of the libations, wine, cider, mead, whatever, um, and represents the Norns, okay. Um, again, a metaphysical representation. Of the Norn. So that kind of covers some of the facts. One of the other things that we're going to get into now is um, the positions of symbol and the order of things. Um, We're going to take another quick break, uh, commercial break, and then come back to discuss all that stuff. So thank you all for listening thus far, and I will be back again shortly to sort of wrap things up. Thanks. Hey everyone! Thanks for listening to the podcast thus far. Real quick, I wanted to call your attention to a uh, technical IT service company based out of Long Island, New York area. Okay, this is the Brisengamen Technical Solutions. Brisengamen Technical Solutions provides expert computer installation and repair, performance tuning, network design, security hardening, uh, disaster recovery planning, website designs, point of sale systems. Uh, Linux slash Unix System Administration. Uh, lots of bu- you know lots of different stuff for your IT uh, consulting needs. They're located in uh, in Long Island, New York, and they offer IT consulting in that and the New York City areas. Okay. Highly experienced for home end businesses. They are a female veteran owned and operated company. You can find them on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Brissengaman Technical Solutions. And for all you non-heathen folks, or if you're not sure how to spell Brissengaman, that's B-R-I-S-I-N-G-A-M-E-N, okay? Uh, you can also find them at their website, which is uh, www.brissengaman-consulting.com, and you can email them at fixmypc at consulting.com. Thanks guys for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the podcast. I've got something really neat. I want to share with you guys. Um, if you are looking to engage with someone Uh, who is into holistic crystal energy healing. Um, They are an herbalist, aromatherapist, tarot reader, Reiki master, magical worker, things like that. I want you guys to check out uh, Stephanie over at Mystic Moon Tree based out of Georgetown, California. All right, you can check her website out, www.mysticmoontree.com. Uh, She is available for in-person and online video chat sessions by appointment only. In addition to the holistic crystal energy workings and things like that, she sells uh, metaphysical and magical supplies, herbal remedies, teas, lotions, soaps, candles, uh, different spells, potions, whole herbs. Um, She also offers the actual spiritual healing sessions, readings, magic lessons, Um, if you are in her area and she can uh, work it out to come to you she'll do home cleansing and protection amongst other things all of her information is on the website check out mysticmoontree.com get in touch with stephanie over there and see how she can help you in areas such as this so thank you guys for listening let's get back to the podcast Right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you for that. Uh, for the time that you took to get through that long commercial break. Let's go ahead and just start wrapping things up with uh, this episode of uh, talking about the facts of sumble Um, like I said before, I'm probably going to be coming back next week uh, at least in a part two. Whether or not there'll be a part three after that remains to be seen. If I can get everything that I need to sort of um recap on this week's episode by next week's episode and i can get it all in then i should be able to do that and not need a third part (laughs) hopefully so um again there may be some things here that you um are hearing that uh, i may be coming back on to either clarify redact or elaborate a bit more on um but this is what we've got so far so let's talk about the positions uh, of Sumble um, in terms of the roles that are placed. And then we're going to go into kind of the order of things and where you can get some of these uh, sources f- uh, found. So, the positions of Sumble, um, as I mentioned before, and again, my pronunciation of these words may be off, and that may be mostly, uh, well, not mostly, but that is probably going to be some of what I go into next episode of the correct pronunciations because I'm still trying to get that part down. Uh, so the uh, the sambal yifa is the host of the sambal, and this person sits at the high seat. Um, and if gift giving is part of sambal, then they would be the ones to do so. Um, and they will also recognize the guests of importance; uh, those that have a societal or um, you know a bit, a bit of a, a higher status. Um, uh, and then the, uh, symbol you forgives the, um, bragaful or braful, uh, which is the, um, kind of like the, as far as, as the way I understand it, it's like the, the main cup that they will, uh, pray over, uh, to, to open up the, the ritual, which we'll kind of get into the, the, the structure or the order of things, um, and again, that may I may be off on that, and I may be incorrect, and that may be one of those things that I come back to. Uh, you also have the the, a Lady of the Hall, the the highest Lady of the Hall, who I would think uh, sits to uh, the stat, same or some similar status as the the Yifa. and uh, the title of this individual is the uh, Elubora, uh, and she's. Um, typically the wife or the significant other of the Sim- Uh She bears the horn uh, and welcomes guests and that sort of thing. Um, now, you also have uh, Thulias, I believe it's the word, um, which are kind of the people or the, or the individual uh during sumbul which will challenge boasts that individuals during sumbul might make um that the thulia would feel are a bit outrageous or that may go unfulfilled or that could be considered a detriment to the tribe um so this is again the the, the titles um, these are these are reflecting a bit more of the Saxon approach uh, old Saxon approach to to heathenry Anglo-Saxon heathenry but whatever you call them whatever they are uh, this is the these are the positions these are who must be present in order for this historical aspects of of sumble to work and the reason why we have the thulia is because again um, if things are being boasted or 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 spoken over the or over the cup over the well this is these are words that are being kind of dropped into the well to add to the tribes luck and if things are being added that are uh, detrimental or that could hurt the luck of the tribe there's somebody there that should be able to control that um, and, and, and call it out saying you know hold on a minute before you go you know you understand what it is you're about to do—that sort of thing—and there's an example in Beowulf um, of uh, uh, his name was Unferth, and he was the Thule that questions Beowulf's ability to complete his task that he had that Beowulf vowed to do. Um, and it's kind of done in a tradition of uh, fleeting, which is kind of like a sort of like an insult, not like in the sense of just. Dog in the person, um, you know, but it's it, it's uh, you know the, the, the foolhardy vows or, or boasts or things that have could have negative consequences. Um, you know that the, the, the Thulia's job is to prevent that from being spoken and being said. Okay, so you also have um, what I think we believe is called the scope. Um, they will quite often include the reciting of poetry and songs. Um, it kind of serves as a yelp for the entire group. Um, again, talking about the things of the past that are worthy of uh, being spoken over the, over the well. So going into the order of things, um, kind of the one, two, three, step-by-step uh, structure, uh, assemble you know you're going to have um, the guests enter the area the hall the uh, space set aside for symbol to take place and then you have the seating arrangements of course the uh, symbol Yufa takes the highest position the high seat of the hall um, and then seats individuals based on their status he will here will uh, direct people on, on where to sit and um, and then again there's a kind of like a uh a, a structure based on societal status okay um individuals of the tribe that are there you will then have uh, the symbol you forgive the kind of a forced speech <clears throat> something that opens the symbol uh, if you're a saxon heathen you may recite something similar to uh, a line in beowulf um, where he kind of says, you know, sit now at Sumble and unwind your measures, uh, victory-hearted hero, something of that nature. You may just give like an opening speech, okay? And then the lady, the high lady of the hall, enters um, with the cup or horn or stein, whatever. Greets the greets everyone and offers the horn to uh, the high, uh, the, the the lord of the hall, the the Yifa. Um, she may recite something again, depending on how traditional the nature of Sumble is. Uh, she may also recite something similar to uh, another line in Beowulf, uh, something like, you know, take this full, uh, my lord, Dryden, horde share. You be happy warriors, scold friends, speaks to the gates uh, with mild words. Think that whatever there could be anything really depending on the traditions of the of the tribe or the faith that's that's doing this all right and then we have uh the uh or bragaful, and it's uh the the job of the lord of the hall to uh speak baits or prayers uh to the gods and then um a nod or something of, of, of uh, to to the ancestors uh, something of a of a remembrance to them, uh hailing them and remembering them. Um so the the the, the, the prayful or the brageful um can like I said it, it may not necessarily be the physical cup or the physical horn um but it's essentially the uh boasting of the past accomplishments. All right. Now again what I'm going over right now is there's things that I found and discovered, and if it's incorrect, I'll be coming back to correct all that. So, those of you who are listening, um, wait till next week before taking what I say as this is it. This is how you do symbol. Um, next is kind of an optional part where there's gift giving um, that uh, uh, may take place. Um, I think in Beowulf, uh, Hrothgar does gift to Beowulf so Beowulf receives gifts during the symbol. Um, so if that's part of it depending on what time of year maybe it's around Yule uh, that sort of thing then there's the gift giving Okay. then you have a lathe uh, or a song that the Sculpt would sing either uh, in praise to or of the gods of uh, the tribe the folk that are there uh, the lord of the hall the lady of the hall what have you that's another optional uh, part that can be added. And then comes the boasting, toasting, and oathing. Okay? And this, again, this part has no real um, definite order or structure. It's kind of random, and it's at the discretion of the the leader of Sumble, the lord of the hall, um, who would typically, I believe, open it, but then kind of can direct, or, or where it goes from there, There's there's somebody that has to kind of control the the floor so to speak that way it's just not a, a, a just a floppy mess of everybody trying to say something so there's boasting toasting and oathing uh, which again we talked about earlier with the yelps and the beots, Um things that you can boast about that you have accomplished and then um, uh, oath to do things and the oathing which we talked about in the previous uh, episode I believe it was last week's episode Is that you know? Oathing has very strong ties and connotations to tying the weird of not just of yourself with the weird of others. So there's there has to be witnesses present to uphold you the the you know when you say you're going to do something that there's somebody there that can witness it that is now responsible in making sure you uphold your oath. Um, So it's all very important and it's very Uh, it's a very sacred thing and it's a very uh, solemn thing, uh, Sumble is, uh, because again, you're you're, you're doing things, you're speaking words over the well that will now permanently be added to the luck of the tribe. So if there's poison, uh, venomous words, bad things being said, then there's bad things added to the well and that affects the tribe negatively. Um, All the good things that are said are then added to the luck and to the tribe and so on and so forth. So it's all this... You know, metaphysical stuff that is a very important part um, in in why sumble is done, what Sambal is done. And then after all that is done, like once everybody's done with their toasts, boasts, and oaths, the um, the Lord of the Hall will close the uh, ritual, close, close sumble usually with something uh, nodding to the ancestors, um, you know, some sort of prayer or... Statement or something to hail them, um, and then the, the ritual is closed and it's over with, and then they go on and they do whatever. So, for sources, you can um, check out uh, Heimskringla Olaf Saga, Trygvasonar, chapter 35. You can check out um, uh, Beowulf um, from verses I think 489 through 675, are where you'll read about Sumble in uh, Beowulf these are some sources and um, materials that you should be able to find most likely in pdf versions if you don't own the hard copies online but check out those uh check out those sources for details okay about stuff and then again i'll be coming back next week to finalize the things that i've said wherever i may have um, maybe put any sort of inaccuracy inaccuracies in um, due to me just gathering information as we speak but I did want to get this out here for everybody today um, because as we are winding down uh, the summer months and as we start approaching what should be the uh, the colder times of the year and then looking forward to Yule symbol is a very common thing for uh, to be included during the Yule festivities so I want everybody to have a good idea of what it is why it's done uh, how it's done. So that way, if that's something you include in your practices with your tribes or your kindreds or your fades, whatever it is that your collective of, of folks are called, that you are uh, doing it to the best way possible to add to the luck of your of your tribes. So, I appreciate everybody listening. Be sure again to check out Midgard musings on Facebook and YouTube like and follow the page subscribe to the channel Um, down in the description of the YouTube videos you will find links of ways that you can support Midgard musings um, through PayPal donations patreon uh, patronage you can become a patron for various uh, levels of support you know depending on um, what your level of patronage is you get different perks and uh, there's a neat little option of buy me a coffee it's like a three dollar donation you can click on the link and you can get um, buy me a coffee it's a neat way to help support the channel as well as merchandise through teespring and redbubble so that concludes today's episode i do appreciate everyone listening and being a part of midgard musings in any way that you can thank you all so much and i will see you or talk to you uh in next week's episode for part two of the nature of Sambul. Uh So thank you all again. Hail. May your ancestors walk with you and may the gods continue to smile on you.